BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing a cornucopia of budget travel tips. So do you say cornucopia or do you say cornucopia? Can I go back and forth? Like whatever I'm feeling in the moment. (laughs) It all depends on what you had for breakfast, I guess. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So cornucopia, that's not a word that we use often. And we can't not help but think of the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, of course. I picture it just like they talk about in the book, right? Like this giant metallic architectural wonder full of weapons. (laughs) 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 Which actually makes me wonder what uh, if you were in the Hunger Games, what item uh, do you think you would have gravitated towards? Oh my gosh. Would I would have, have gone been, for like the bow and arrow? Like, uh, I would have been out in, in no time. So I feel like I would have had to choose something like an axe or a sword, but uh, even still, I wouldn't have lasted very long with it. You wouldn't have... Uh, which, one of, which one of the guys like took the classes on how to like disguise himself and make him blend into the mud? Like, I feel like you would have done good just to be like, okay, I'm out of here, guys. Let, let all of you kill each other and then I'll be the last I'm, man standing. I'm not good at hiding either, so... <laughs> Or doing a disaster. Let's I'm not like the biggest dude, you know. Like if I had to go hand to hand combat with somebody, so I would probably have like set like 
traps and stuff like that. <laughs> I, would, I would have been all about the snares. I could see you doing that. You're a little sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Today, it's it's not a cornucopia of weapons. It's of a cornucopia weapons. of budget travel tips. That's what we're going to talk about today. All about travel, man. There's just so many things, Matt, especially as people are beginning to travel again in big numbers. And hopefully the Delta variant doesn't have just like this huge negative impact on people starting to travel again. But as people are looking to that, they're starting to book those trips again. Like we want to give you a ton of ideas for how to save money on that trip that you're looking to take so stay tuned there are going to be a lot of tips that's right and kind of on that note too the beer that we're enjoying this episode is called vacay daydreams and on the can it says like 2020 calendar and it's in the trash (laughs) basically (laughs) good riddance this was a beer that they were essentially acknowledging the fact that we all had plans that we had to put on hold those vacation plans uh, just became daydreams but like you said hopefully these are plans that we are going to be able to uh, get back to and so i'm excited about enjoying this beer on the episode but uh first you wanted to talk about like a little shopping tip, right? I just wanted to mention just one thing I, I stumbled upon recently as uh, you know, before a recent summer trip, I was looking to buy some sunscreen and decided to get this sunscreen from Target. You know, super wonderful little store named Target that everyone, <laughs> almost everyone yeah. has near where they live. And uh, I didn't realize this, uh, but I was looking online and attempting to pick up in store because we just didn't have enough time before the trip to get it shipped. Mm. And I found out by happenstance that that was actually the cheapest way to get this product Ooh. because having it shipped, you know, even with zero dollars in shipping costs would have actually cost been would have actually been more expensive. And also going into the store just to grab this product off the shelf would have been more expensive. For oh. some reason, on certain products, Target uh, incentivizes you to add it to your cart uh, online and then to choose in-store pickup and they give you an additional discount. And so on these products, it was an additional 15% savings uh, hmm. for some random reason. I think they're just really trying to promote that service. And so yeah, I just wanted to mention that to people that uh, check the price online before you walk into the store because sometimes it's going to be priced lower online uh, do your due Very diligence nice. when you're shopping and and you know my sunscreen needs were substantial matt so it was a big savings yeah that's right at the time you were getting sunscreen for two full weeks at the beach right so you did a family trip and then we did a family trip together or we, we did a combined family trip yeah. essentially and that was my, my first time ever doing literally two weeks back to back and i gotta say i recommend it to everyone it's pretty nice <laughs> my, right? the most i ever done is like <laughs> eight or nine days and to do a full like 14 days where i was gone and wasn't working which is really nice because sometimes it takes a few days just to feel like you got away. Um, you still kind of feel connected or those the the things that you have on your to-do list are still humming in the back of your mind. And so to be gone for two weeks was just was wonderful. Yeah, we're almost kind of getting in, launching into the episode a little bit too soon here, <laughs> as far as uh, taking as much vacation as you possibly can. But, but yeah, that's a great tip. Look online to make that purchase, but then opt to pick it up in person. And there might be some discounts that you snag along the way. Uh, you don't want to do the opposite where you go in in person and then order, and then wait for it to get shipped home. That's, like, that's the opposite of what you want, right? <laughs> that's just inefficient. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, hopefully that tip helps you out in your future shopping endeavors. Uh, but Matt, let's get on to the topic at hand. Let's talk about these budget travel tips. And and anybody who's listening to How to Money for a while knows that disc golf is one of my favorite pastimes. It has been for a while. And it's uh, apparently gaining in popularity. I just saw that oh, yeah? uh, some disc golfer signed some sort of $10 million deal. What? And, uh, some of these nice. disc golf tournaments are being broadcast on ESPN now. I was like, all right, it's good to see one of my favorite sports kind of start to get into the limelight. ESPN 35. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the Ocho, yeah. And and I think one of the coolest things about disc golf is how accessible the sport is, right? Like anybody can play disc golf and you, you, know, you buy one or two discs at 
a, a place like Play It Again Sports, you, you're going to spend $15 and you know that's going to afford you years of fun. It's one of the cheapest sports around. And the fact that it costs little to no money is, is really just the cherry on top, I would say, of the many wonderful days I've had outdoors, whether it's by myself or with my friends. You, know, you and I go on a hangout and, and you know, uh, play some disc golf together. That's right. And when something that you would do anyway, like I would play disc golf no matter what because I love it. But when it's substantially discounted, like you don't pay uh, money at almost any disc golf course to play. Yeah, I mean, there it's are free. Some, there are public parks. There are some that are really nice. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. you would pay for. That's like a private club. Uh, <laughs> I've never been to but one of those, but I, I want to see one. <laughs> it kind of is going in a different direction than uh, what we like about this yeah. golf. Yeah, but like even if I did, I don't know, like the, that free, the, the ability to play for free is like this like cherry on top of the Sunday, right? Like, sure. um, and, and I think that is the same thing when it comes to travel, right? Today, we're going to talk in depth about something that lots of our listeners like to do. They like to travel and then how to partake in that activity while consistently spending less on it, because that is going to be the silver lining, really, when it comes to doing something you love, but doing it for less money. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just all good. Yeah, well, you call it the silver lining, but in some instances, maybe it's like the whole point, <laughs> right? Uh, at least here on the show, we talk about money first and foremost, uh, and finding ways to spend as little money as possible on all things. But in this case, travel, that's what we're talking about. And Joel, you know, like you said, travel is basically back. It might look a little bit different than, you know, kind of how it used to look before COVID. Um, and along with travel comes spending money. It can cost a lot of money. That's probably, you know, the first thing that you think of when you, yes, when you see pictures or videos of a friend of yours, like traveling abroad or even a, like a fun city here in the States, you might be thinking, oh, ouch, like that <laughs> probably costs a lot of money. Honestly, that's kind of like the first thing I think of. That's kind of the first place my mind goes to. Uh, but we're trying to point out that it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. There are a lot of ways to do it on the cheap. So you're like adding up their itinerary in your mind and like a assuming bit, what yes. it would cost. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh gosh, that's, that's, that's a lot of money. But then again, it doesn't doesn't have to cost you a fortune. Uh, we want all of our listeners out there to experience just all the joy of travel while lessening the financial pain of it. The amount of money that Americans have spent on travel over the years, it has steadily increased uh, to the point that before the pandemic, uh, this is back in 2019, we collectively spent $972 billion on domestic travel alone. So without even leaving uh, the States. And so in this episode, we're going to cover just a, a litany, a cornucopia of tips and tricks that will allow you to save on your next trip. We'll attempt to cover every aspect, giving you the just the different knowledge and the different resources we've come across that you can keep coming back to in order to save every single time that you book a trip in the future. All right. So let's get straight on to it, Matt. Let's get let's in, do it, man. To the tips. Let's start digging in. And yeah, there are a lot here. Um, and, but the, the first one we want to say is to go when others aren't going, to zig when everybody else is zagging, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And this is like um, a good kind of thing to remember <laughs> when it comes to a lot of things in life. When you're doing whatever everyone else is doing, often you're paying more. Often it's going to be crowded or maybe less enjoyable. But when you're kind of going the opposite route of what everyone else is doing, it's going to save you money. It's going to be less frustrating. Um, and this, of course, can be harder to do for folks with kids, right? You know, possibly yeah. <laughs> the, the only perk of virtual school last year was the fact that your travel schedule was freed up in a big way. You could you know, do that schooling from anywhere and you could travel uh, wherever or however you wanted. And so people took off in droves you know, around the country. Lots of people hit the road who otherwise wouldn't have been able to. And, and Matt, a lot of those folks decided that the RV life was the best way for them to do that. Mm -hmm. It seemed like the best way to do virtual school. And um, yeah, that, that's going to be 
a lot harder for families in 2021 as kind of some schools, most schools get back to a little bit more uh, normal hours. So yeah, yeah, maximizing those non-summer school breaks is one of the essentials to saving money on a trip if you have kids. And for people who don't have kids, you'll find that you're able to score some of the best deals far more easily, actually, by taking advantage of some of these times when families can't go, by yeah, taking advantage of exactly. non-summer travel, right? Yep. Basically, when you have that flexibility, that's going to lead to you saving money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another perk is that when you go when others aren't going, there's fewer people. The crowds are just less. Yeah. As example, when I went to Ireland, going at an off period time, you know, some of those main attractions, some of those main beautiful places that people want to visit, they're not overrun with people. So I would say shoulder season for the win here. When you're considering when to travel, shoulder season rocks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it saves you money too, Matt. We've been to Ireland before together. Uh, B&B rates are much cheaper in the fall than they are in the summer travel season. So there's fewer people and you're paying less money. It's kind of a win-win. Yeah. And the pubs are a little less crowded as well. <laughs> and so, you know, this is true here in the States if you're exploring our beautiful country. But yeah, like you said, it's also true when you're looking abroad to other countries as well. Visiting your favorite European destination in the summer is going to mean higher airfare, uh, higher costs just all around, right? Lodging and car rental costs as well. And then, you know, again, like you mentioned, the crowds. So make sure that you are getting the seasonality right when it comes to that booking. Uh, this is sort of a big picture item that's going to lead to you saving hundreds of dollars. And so, for instance, let's get specific here. April and October are typically the best months for a European vacation uh, if that's where you're headed. Joel, you mentioned uh, the RVs and how a lot of folks you know, rented RVs or even maybe purchased RVs because they knew that they weren't going to be able to travel abroad. I got a feeling in the coming years, uh, we might be able to actually snag an RV uh, for cheap. I mean, I'm not looking to buy one, but like the different sites uh, where you can rent RVs from other individuals, uh, the different companies that exist, they're going to have a lot of RVs on hand. And I got yeah. a feeling that they're going to come down in cost in the coming years. So like that's already something I'm already looking ahead to because I'm thinking, all right, there was a massive increase in the number of folks who were interested in that, but that interest is going to wane. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be there to, to catch that ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there are a lot lot of people who are going to be in that position if they're looking for it, right? And so I think that, you know, going when others aren't going, well, that's true on just this this macro level, but it's also it can be true on a micro level. There are you know smaller ways that we can zig when others are zagging. There are ways that we can influence the price all on our lonesome, uh, no matter when we're going. And so like, for instance, when you book your flight, matters a whole lot, right? So we would suggest to be sure that you're booking at the right time in order to save the most money. And I don't necessarily mean not buying your ticket on a Tuesday uh, versus a Friday. There have been studies done in the past, and I think they, they did show maybe that Tuesday was... Like it used to be a thing. Yeah. But like now it's like in reality, the savings, it's, I mean, it's minuscule. It's like yeah. 1%. It doesn't really work the way it used to work. Um, and I think that's partially because airline pricing changes happen so much more frequently. But yeah, studies have shown that you'll get the best deals on international flights when you book at least six months out. So, you know, when you're planning an international trip, basically it pays to be a planner. However, when you book domestic travel, you're likely going to see the best deals two to three months in advance of your trip. So yeah, if you try to book that domestic trip eight or nine months in advance, you're actually going to pay more. You're actually going to be penalized for planning ahead. Uh, fares are likely to be higher than they would be if you waited a bit longer or if you're booking last minute, like that's going to cost you a whole lot extra too. That's right. Yeah. And so make sure to set airfare alerts, right? So then you'll be notified when the, the price of a particular flight that you're looking for experiences a price drop. Because, you know, although these kind of overall tips are going to be helpful when it comes to you uh, budgeting travel, 
airfares do fluctuate quite a bit. And it's important to know that Google Flights specifically is probably the best airfare search tool on the market. Uh, they just do such a great job helping you to see whether the price that you're looking at is solid, whether or not you should book, or you know whether they might actually come down in the coming weeks. They've got this price graph and they've got this date grid. They are incredibly helpful and they make it uh, just crystal clear that by changing one of your travel dates that you might be able to, to save a big chunk of money when you know they put the prices on every single one of those days just uh-huh. to let you know what every single day is going to cost. Uh, I love that. And it's like Google somehow has a lot of information or something at its disposal <laughs> to create these algorithms. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how they have all, yeah. all that info. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, yeah. So again, travel date flexibility is crucial to saving. Also too, sign up for the different flight tracker emails uh, specific to Google Flights. Uh, and so you know, as you start to look at the different prices as they show up in your inbox. It can help you to learn what is a good deal and what isn't a good deal. So if you know that there's a trip that you're interested in, start looking ahead of time. That way you feel really good about pouncing on a deal. So for instance, Joel, I did this a few weeks ago for flights from Atlanta to Denver. Kate and I were kind of talking about like, what if we went away for the weekend, did some hiking. And so now I know that if I see a flight that's like 41 bucks, that's a really good deal because I have have seen (laughs) deals that low before. Uh, And then again, if I see a price, maybe on a weekend that we're interested in, that's sitting around 250, 300. I know that is not a good deal. So obviously you've got the price grid and you have all the information there at your disposal, but it's also helpful for you as an individual just to be confident, not just looking at the tools, but just but also knowing what is and what isn't a good deal. And I want to say if you're a planner, oftentimes, you know, planners, like they, they, they want to book, they want to have that airfare like in their hands and they want to make sure that that's over and done with. Um, but ultimately those people do end up paying more is what we said. But one way, if you're a planner, that you can actually take advantage of your tendency to think ahead is to set up those airfare alerts. And it feels like you've done something to gain some control of the situation without actually spending too much money. So I agree, Matt, those fare alerts are really important, especially uh, for people who might have a tendency to book too early. Uh, and uh, skiplagged.com is another site we're checking out. By the way, we're going to mention a lot of sites on this episode. So we'll link to all of them in our show notes. Um, it, it'll be yeah, a, a more lengthy <laughs> show notes for this episode. But uh, the airlines actually aren't too fond of this site. And they're actually recently sued by Southwest, Matt, for yeah. <laughs> displaying some of the uh, airlines' cheap fares that you know Southwest only wants to exist on Southwest.com. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens in that one. Sa- Skiplagged has actually won previous lawsuits by airlines trying to prevent them from sharing cheap deals that the airlines don't want you to see because what they're doing is they're exposing something called hidden city fares. And so what this means is that you might be able to book a trip to New York City with a stop in Ohio, but actually where you want to go is not New York City, you want to go to Ohio. So let's say you start in Atlanta and uh, your trip to New York City is routed through Columbus. And instead of taking the whole itinerary, you hop off the plane in Columbus. You leave the airport. And boom, you're where you want to be. (laughs) But if you had booked directly to Columbus instead of booking to New York City, you would have paid more because of how airlines price their tickets. So this is what Skiplagged is taking advantage of. So yeah, it's definitely worth checking out a site like Skiplagged in order to potentially get an even better deal on a ticket. But really, when it comes down to it, airline tickets are only one piece of the puzzle when it comes to saving money on travel. So yeah, we've got a lot more budget travel tips to get to, and we'll hit those up right after this break. Joel, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about getting your books together with uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000 
25 and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust and Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment. No matter how hard of a worker you are, you probably like to kick back, relax, and just chill every now and then. But if you're an investor, that's the last thing you want your money to be doing. You want it to be out there working hard and kicking butt. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Betterment's automated technology gives you advanced tools that are built to help maximize returns. We're talking tools like diversified, expert-built portfolios of low-cost ETFs. Keeping those expense ratios low is key to seeing your investments compound over the years and decades. A high-yield cash account where your money can earn 11 times the national average. Listeners know that they need to have an emergency fund set aside for those completely unforeseen expenses. 
A high-yield cash account is the perfect place to park that money in automated investing technology like automated rebalancing. That way, if certain industries are, say, growing like crazy, your portfolio, it stays on track. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. All right, we're back. We are still talking about travel tips, like ways to make the trip you want to take less expensive. And Matt, we've covered, I feel like, a lot of tips about saving on air travel, which is certainly a big part of the puzzle Mm -hmm. for a lot of trips that people want to take. Um, But there are other things um, that people need to consider as well. And I I just wanted to say, you know, kind of from an overall standpoint, one of the other tips that we have is to not make the destination the primary consideration. And that might sound weird because you're like, uh, dude, I want to go to this one place and you that's just told tra- me. <laughs> well, that's what travel is all about, right? Exactly. Like you, you, you pick some place that you want to go and you go get to know that place. You enjoy it. You experience the culture. But there are ways to do that without uh, having to, to pay out the nose. Yeah. And you're like, I want to go visit Turkey. And I just told you to go to Iceland because it's cheaper. And you're like, that's not cool, man. Those are totally two totally different places. Well, I just wanted to share this example too. Like my wife and I, we'd always wanted to visit Norway, um, partly because of my Norwegian ancestry, but yeah, the motherland. (laughs) Exactly. A number of years ago, like we, we basically were like, no, it's not going to happen. And we didn't plan a trip there because it was just so expensive to get to Norway. Hmm. But then ticket prices dropped to roughly 500 bucks round trip. And we decided to pounce. And that was essentially thanks to these new airlines who were you know, doing discount flying out of Norway. And so, yeah, if we had just basically forced that Norway trip before those fare drops happened, like we would have ended up paying at least $1,000 more for that trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I suggest that one of the ways, like put a list at least together of five to 10 places that you want to go and then wait for the deal to pop up instead of just having your heart set on this one place in the world that you have to be and trying to forcibly make that trip happen. You know, let the deal inform the destination that yes, you're going to travel to. Absolutely. Yeah. It definitely pays to have an open mind when it comes to uh, your travels, where it is that you want to vacation to. Uh, and make sure to check out kayak.com. Everybody's heard, heard of kayak, obviously, but go to kayak.com forward slash explore because this is a great tool for seeing the best prices for destinations worldwide at a glance. It can just, you know, really open your eyes to see just some really awesome places that you you may not have otherwise considered visiting. Uh, but then you think about it for a second and you're like, wait a minute, that sounds like a pretty awesome spot to check out. Uh, and like you said, Joel, if you kind of have a list, like a short list of, I don't know, maybe like a dozen, you know, different places or even half of that, like just say six different, six, seven different places that you want to check out that I think can definitely help you to spend a whole lot less uh, and just going to where the deals are, not necessarily going to where it is that you want to go this year. So yeah, pull that site up, start dreaming based on the lowest cost cost places to fly. Yeah, it's a great interface really just to kind of dig around and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> I didn't realize wait, yeah. wait, there's something in Europe that's $380. Yeah. Like, wh- why is that? What is that place? And then like, oh, is that, can I get around from there to other places I want to visit even too? That, that, it's just like a great resource to see the globe at a glance, yeah. and, you know, pricing at a glance. Yeah. And so basically you're kind of flipping travel on its head a little bit. And obviously this, this may not work if you have to be somewhere specific, right? So say you have to like go somewhere for a wedding. Not only do you have a specific destination, but you also have a specific date. <laughs> like you have a specific time frame, which is the worst. When you have a, uh, a preset location and time that you have to be there, there's not a whole lot of flexibility. You're basically just beholden to whatever it is that the airlines decide to choose. And so essentially, we want to free you up from that. We want you to be open to all the different destinations, uh, as well as different dates as well. That's why we say, say no to international weddings. 
<laughs> say sorry mom i can't go to your wedding ceremony because like you're, you're getting married overseas and like yeah it's uh, cost a little too much too much money i love you but I'm not coming yeah. no, i'm just i'm just kidding sometimes that happens might be you might be considered cheap <laughs> yeah but do your best to stay flexible and yeah there are a couple of other you know sites actually that are, that are worth bookmarking scott's cheap flights and airfare watchdog um like if you're a travel nut signing up for you know the newsletter from scott's cheap flights we would say is a must scott's been on the show before we love his philosophy philosophy and and just his service in helping people see you know where the cheap flights are and you know that $49 paying Scotch cheap flights can save you hundreds or, or potentially even thousands of dollars on your next trip um, those newsletters can be a great tool to push you towards a destination that you might not have considered based on an incredibly low fare too Matt because like Scott does a great job highlighting some of these destinations I remember last time he came on with us for some reason airfare to Japan was just incredibly low there were like four or five hundred dollar tickets from a bunch of cities around the United States. And in his newsletter, not only did he make mention of you know how inexpensive the flights were, but he also kind of gave you some background information on a couple of the cooler cities in Japan that he's visited. And if I was in a different life space <laughs> without multiple children, I would have I would have pounced on that, man. I, that sounds so exciting. So yeah, I feel like those resources can be helpful, especially if you ha- are like a big time travel nut. Totally. Yeah. And you know, here's the thing too, wherever you end up, make sure that you always stay the weekend. This is a, another a little practical tip. And so if you include a Saturday night stay uh, where you're going, you're almost always going to save more money, uh, especially when you're traveling to Europe. Uh, you'll save a, a heck of a lot more if you travel Monday through Sunday instead of Monday through Friday. And that's because, you know, if you don't stay for the weekend, the airlines assume that you are a business traveler and business travelers always pay more because there's a, a corporation typically behind them that's willing just to pay out that money because it's not about getting the best deal and travel. It's about closing the closing the deal on the you know giant project or whatever <laughs> piece of business that they're working on. Yeah. Uh, and plus, you know, who wants to just you know, go travel abroad for a few days anyway? Uh, enjoy your time. Hopefully you have some of that flexibility, not only with your travel dates, but with your work as well. And, you know, actually there is one location where the, the the opposite is actually true. If you go to the Caribbean, it actually costs more if you stay uh, through Saturday, if you stay for, for the full week. Because typically, when someone goes to the Caribbean, there's not a whole lot of business going on down there. <laughs> People are going there uh, to vacate it's for a week. It's all pleasure. Exactly. And so, again, it's about being flexible and basically doing the opposite of what most folks are doing in order to save the most money. All right. Yeah. And, and so, we're, there are just so many things we have to talk about when it comes to airfare. And uh, yeah, one of the other things, Matt, we have to mention is to fly from or to somewhere else. We've already talked about being flexible with your destination, but let's say you kind of know where you want to go or or you've kind of honed in on some things. Well, there is no rule. And I feel like we have to tell people this because there are very few people who actually search uh, different parameters. There's no rule that says that you have to fly from the airport that's closest to your house. But sometimes we treat it like there is one. Like it's a non-negotiable. Exactly. Or in the case of like skip lagged, which I mentioned earlier, that, that you actually have to make you know your make it to your destination either, right? Like that's not a rule either. Um, you can book to another destination and hop off early. But yeah, d- depending on where you'd like to fly, you might want to drive even further to an airport in order to get the best deal. For example, some of the best flight deals to Europe come out of like Chicago or New York. And so if you live in the Midwest and you've got family in Chicago, we'll combine that trip with the chance to see those folks spend a couple days there. Uh, it, it could drastically reduce the overall expense of your trip and you know stubbornly attempting to book that european vacation from birmingham alabama or memphis tennessee could end up costing you a whole lot more and just being a little more flexible for instance matt like for us to get to chicago it's incredibly cheap so uh yeah booking that international trip from there and then booking a separate trip to chicago can make a whole lot of sense 
Yeah, and let's say you really want to visit a, a super cool spot like Croatia in Eastern Europe. Well, you might find that the ticket prices to, to, to Croatia never, <laughs> or like at least rarely, go on sale. And so instead, consider booking round-trip tickets to another European destination that frequently has cheap tickets, like maybe uh, London or Paris. It all depends on the tickets from your local airport or whatever airport that you're, you're willing to drive to or to fly to to get the best deal. But there's a good chance that it's going to be a heck of a lot cheaper to book travel uh, on one of the, the Euro discount airlines to your Eastern European destination from a bigger Western European city. Rome to Rio, like the number two, that's a great site that can help you to find uh, cheaper ways to get around Europe as well. Yeah, Matt, even just for like a non-European trip as well, for a lot of folks who want to go to a cool place like Hawaii uh, and you live on the East Coast, oftentimes the best way to get to Hawaii by paying the least amount of money is to book a trip first to an airport on the West Coast, whether it's like LA or San Francisco or, you know, Seattle, maybe hang out for a day or two in one of those cool, you know, cities on the West Coast, and then hop over to Hawaii from there. There are just so many more deals to Hawaii from the West Coast. And ultimately, you're just going to pay a whole lot less money by kind of splitting up your itinerary in that way. Yeah. And so while we're talking about destinations, consider the the different costs that you're going to occur wherever it is that you're planning to vacation to, right? And so it's going to be more expensive to get to Thailand than it is to, say, get to San Francisco for most places. But San Francisco is an expensive city to hang out in. Uh, and so if you're staying for a couple weeks, the overall cost of your trip is actually going to likely be smaller if you opt for Thailand instead of San Francisco, even though the price of the plane ticket is going to be like three times as much. So just know how expensive the city that you're planning to visit actually is before you book and think about the total overall cost of your trip, not just the cost of your flight. The cost of the flight is definitely important because that's oftentimes the most expensive aspect of uh, your vacation. Uh, but it also depends on how long you're willing to stay there and the costs associated with that destination. Yeah, totally. And, and Matt, like you said, there are so many ways that we can save on the cost of our trip. Well, if you're looking for great ways, uh, great ideas to stretch your dollar at the destination that you're going to, TripAdvisor is a website that you really, really need to check out, right? It, to me, like what Yelp did for finding a good restaurant, TripAdvisor did for helping you like find the diamond in the rough boutique yeah. hotel you know, oh, yeah. that wasn't crazy expensive. Um, there's just like so much information, mostly coming from travelers, helping other travelers there, finding the cool stuff to visit, finding the the, the cheap places to stay that are really nice, um, finding the cool things uh, to hit up and see in a particular location that don't cost a whole lot of money. So yeah, TripAdvisor is definitely uh, a site that you're going to want to you know spend a, quite a bit of time on, usually for a lot of destinations that you don't know much about. Yeah, and speaking of the overall cost of your trip adding up, uh, be aware of fees. <laughs> the lowest price plane ticket might not mean the lowest overall price, and, and that's because of uh, the different airlines. They all have different fee structures. So be aware of the, the fees, the different baggage charges that different airlines charge. So Joel, earlier I mentioned that $41 flight from Atlanta to Denver. Well, that uh, flight is with Spirit Airlines. <laughs> I figured that might be the case. Uh, and they are charging an extra 87 bucks uh, for you to bring a carry-on item. You're allowed... Double the cost of the ticket. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they gotcha with the fees. And so it's just important to be aware of that because, I mean, in my case, if I can travel with a, you know, a small backpack uh, and that's good for the weekend, well, you know what? Like, I'd make sure that you're aware of all the other fees, not just the baggage fees. For instance, 
make sure that you print your ticket out at home. Right, right, right. <laughs> Don't spend the two bucks to get it printed out at a kiosk or, God forbid, have the attendant print it out for you because that'll be an extra $10, <laughs> right? Oh, wow. And so you want to make sure that you're aware of all those different fees. If Southwest, if they fly out of your home airport, make sure to check their flight schedule on southwest.com. Google Flights, they don't list Southwest fares. Uh, and if Southwest is the same price, you'll likely want to fly with them because of their commitment to tamping down fees. Uh, there are no check baggage fees on the first two bags that you can uh, that you bring on board. And so that could, you know, that could be a huge savings in and of itself. Uh, and plus, it's actually kind of perfect if you want to bring some tasty craft beers back from your trip, depending on where you're traveling to. Also, Southwest doesn't play the, the change fee game as well. If you need to change your dates after booking, you'll only pay for the additional fare costs if there are any. If you need to change your dates with Delta, well, it's typically 200 bucks. Uh, although change fees are actually being waived right now on the cheapest basic economy fares through the rest of the year as they are just struggling with customer service whole times. A lot of folks are having their flights bumped. A lot of folks are on the phone waiting for that customer service. And so some of these change fees are being waived uh, with the different carriers. Make sure to look into that if you're looking to book anytime soon. Yeah, fees are an important part of the equation. And now one of the other things that we haven't really talked about yet is rental cars. And that's, that's an important part of a trip equation for a whole lot of people. And it's one of the most frustrating <laughs> parts of booking a trip right now for, for most oh, folks yeah. too, right? And, and that's partly <laughs> because it's like rental car prices have skyrocketed. Actually, getting a rental car has become really difficult in a lot of places. The uh, five thousand dollar <laughs> a week Camry rental in Jackson Hole or whatever. Yeah, that your yeah, parents yeah. were looking at. Yeah, and when we mentioned one, I don't know, a couple months ago in Hawaii that you know was similarly priced. <laughs> so yeah, the the, the rental yeah. car uh, prices have gone up so much that it behooves you to pay even more close attention to that. Whereas before you could save you know 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 bucks. Now you could potentially save hundreds and hundreds of dollars sure. by booking a rental car well. And, and we actually talked about that with Clark Howard recently, where uh, you know where you fly should be partially determined right now by rental car costs on the ground, especially right now. And uh, always booking a refundable car immediately upon booking your flight with one of the major car rental companies is something that we encourage you to do. Basically, it's like having the bird in the hand, right? So you have this, uh, you at least have a rental car booked, even if it costs way too much money. But after that, you should be shopping rates as you get closer to your trip. You know, one excellent way to have someone else do that for you is by using a site called autoslash.com. We'll link to that in the show notes too. But basically autoslash shops those car rental rates for you, uh, you know, behind the scenes. So you're not even having to put in the effort. It's one of the best sites really when it comes to getting a good deal on a car that you need while you're you know, sipping around on vacation. Yeah, and also consider a company like Turo right now, T-U-R-O. You could save more by renting a car from an individual, kind of like Airbnb style, instead of renting uh, from one of the major car rental companies. Hopefully, the car rental industry gets back into a, a state of normalcy soon where the prices are, are more predictable. But for the time being, this needs to be a major consideration when making your travel plans. And also, too, you know, kind of consider skipping a car rental altogether. There are a lot of alternatives now uh, that are available to us, like Lyft, using Uber, even just the different micro transportation options available, right? Like e-scooters, uh, bike share programs. Not to mention just walking. Make sure you pack a good pair of walking shoes. And it's just, it always amazes me at how far I can get somewhere if I decided to walk there the same distance that I normally run multiple times a week. I'm like, okay, 
you know, like normally I'll go for like a three mile run. Like how far could I get <laughs> within the city where I just to walk three miles? Uh, chances are you're a lot closer to a lot of the destinations that you might want to check out than you realize. It's just we have this disconnect between exercising for fitness <laughs> and then actually walking places. We feel that we have to, oh, like, well, how are we going to get there? It's impossible. It's like, no, there's sidewalks. There's, there are ways to get to the places that we want to get to. Plus the added serendipity that comes with that kind of travel, right? Oh man. Yeah. I think walking around a city that you're visiting is the best way to get to know that city. Like I much prefer it, even though, you know, we'll walk miles and miles and miles in a day when we're visiting someplace, but that's how we find some of these cool hidden spots. That's how you get to know the city in a way that you don't otherwise when you're like confined to a taxi cab or, or your your itinerary. Yeah. 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 Because you're like, oh, I have to get to this place. Oh, we have uh, dinner reservations. But what if you walk to that place? And then you might pass this amazing smelling taco truck and you're like, you know what? Let's cancel those plans. There's a there's great music over there and there's a bunch of folks over there like lined up for the, you know, for those tacos. That sounds like what I want to do instead. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's just a fun way to approach travel. Sort of like, again, with the destinations, it's all about being open. It's all about being flexible. Uh, Not only could it lead to a lot more fun, but you could also save a ton of money as well. And so we've got even more things for you to consider when you're trying to book a great trip on the cheap, including uh, vacation packages. And we'll get to that and more right after this break. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. I got my first life insurance policy almost a decade ago. And hey, I'm still kicking it. I very much hope that trend continues, Matt. And since then, I've actually added coverage via Policy Genius. And if you out there, you're listening and you're worried that this is going to be a massive pain getting life insurance, think again. Policy Genius made it an incredibly easy process. If you have loved ones who rely on you and your income, life insurance is a crucial part of your financial plan. Not only does it provide a financial backstop for your family, it also gives you peace of mind too. Plus, the longer you wait, the more rates go up because life insurance rates typically increase as you get older. So if this is something you've been putting off, it's time to make it happen now. That's right. Yeah. And even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Hey folks, it's Matt. 
I've got to tell you about something new I've been trying this year. I've been drinking a little Health Aid kombucha every day, and I feel amazing. It comes in so many delicious flavors, but my favorites so far are Pink Lady Apple and Ginger Lemon. So what exactly is Health Aid kombucha? Well, it is a fermented, bubbly, probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice, and it's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet and a little tangy, and very refreshing. I'm sure you've heard about the importance of gut health and supporting uh, your overall health. It's something I've read up on a good bit over the past year, which is why I've made Health Aid Kombucha a part of my everyday routine. Literally every afternoon, I'll have some. It's super easy, and it's affordable, too. My favorite grocery store, Aldi, they carry it as well. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, we're back. We're talking about how to save money on travel. And Matt, we're going to get to booking a cruise. Do you need a travel agent? We're going to talk about vacation packages, all that kind of stuff in just a second. Yeah. But let's talk about lodging for a second as well. Um, you know, simpler to booking a rental car. Uh, booking, uh, we talked about booking a refundable rental car and then shopping around with a service like AutoSlash or even just yourself, like doing the searches to see whether prices have dropped or not. Well, booking a refundable room can be the best first step when you're booking a hotel as well, right? A hotel Tonight is, is one of the best sites for last minute lodging deals, but Priceline and Hotwire are actually my two favorites. They're the best two overall sites, in my opinion, for booking a hotel room. You can save even more by getting like really nerdy and bidding for a hotel on Priceline. That's something not many people do. Uh, part of the reason why is because when you bid for a hotel on Priceline, you don't know what hotel you're going to yeah. be staying at. And people <laughs> are like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, I kind of want to know where I'm staying. But there is a site uh, called biddingfortravel.com that we'll link to in the show notes that can help you. It's this old school style message board where people reveal the hotels that they've been getting um, and how much they got it for, which can help you in in your bidding. Um, That can save you even more money. Like I've never paid less for a hotel room than I've paid on Priceline. Like that's just Mm -hmm. the best value bar none if you're bidding. But yeah, Matt actually um, took advantage of Priceline's like uh, bidding uh, feature back in the day when Emily and I were getting married. And there were three four-star hotel rooms in downtown Memphis where we got married. Nice. And I knew there was one I wanted to stay at. But when I looked at the hotel and I looked at all these other third-party websites, the best rate I could find was something like $400. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I didn't have that kind of money <laughs> or uh, better yet. I just uh, didn't want to spend that kind of money. And I was like, you know, they're all four star hotels. Even though there's this one I want to stay at, I, I have to, I'm going to go in this other direction. So I did the bidding feature uh-huh. and I ended up, I think it was like $160 a night was the price I got. And serendipitously, I got the hotel got I wanted. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you can kind of like read between the lines a little bit and like see what different amenities they offer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, is is that how they uh, talk about what it is they offer on their own website? So, yeah. But that doesn't always work. Right. It uh, doesn't. You could have ended up at the hotel you didn't want to stay it, at. <laughs> I could have. I could have. But yeah, I, I still would have been okay because I just like that price it difference. still would have been nice. If it was like a $50 price difference tonight, I probably would have settled on certainty. But uh, I was willing to bid in order to get the lowest possible price. And so, yeah, I always think back to that. 
feel like the uh, the Priceline gods were uh, <laughs> were on my side when it came <laughs> it to that one. It was a huge win for you, man. Yeah. yeah. And for the longest time now, it hasn't made a whole lot of sense to book directly through the hotel because these third-party sites were far superior when it came to saving money. Uh, but that isn't as true now as it once was because these hotels are starting to realize that they need to price competitively. And so if you want a, a specific hotel, check the rate on their site as well. And so, for instance, Marriott, they, they, they've got this best rate guarantee. If you find a lower rate and then you submit a claim form, they will give you an additional 25% off, uh, which is pretty awesome. It's like this price match guarantee. It's like, it's like Walmart <laughs> or Best Buy or something. Uh, and sometimes it helps just to you know, pick up the phone. Actually make a phone call. Us millennials have to fight that a little bit because we want everything to be online. We want it to be easy. But Can I actually, just chat with somebody? No, in this case, you probably need to actually you know, make the phone call. Talking with a human. And yeah, man, uh, you might get some helpful information too about what sort of other discounts are available that might be difficult to find on the website. They might have something that they're offering that isn't quite public yet. Yeah, especially for some of those smaller hotels. They don't always publish everything. And they might be like, oh yeah, we got this and this. And if you come at this point in time, well, you're going to save this much money. You can ask some probing questions and get some helpful money-saving answers. Totally. And, and Matt, I mentioned TripAdvisor earlier, but I feel like TripAdvisor is also just like the best site to look at when you're looking for lodging. You don't have to book through TripAdvisor, although you, you can, but yeah, especially if you're looking at some of those smaller boutique hotels, you know, th- there are helpful reviews and rankings on that site. So yeah, you might even find a better hotel um, than you were initially planning to stay at that guests love, which costs less money per night. So you might be like, oh man, I just found a better option in a cooler part of town that costs less money than what I was planning on spending. And I've had some some success finding really cute hotels that are kind of in like a, a, a part of town that I want to stay in, or maybe some of the bigger hotels you know, aren't. And yeah, so the, the folks who rate and review on TripAdvisor just really have a big impact on that. It's a great community and it's a great place to really you know do some research before you decide to book a place to stay. That's right. Okay, cruises. Let's talk about those, man. If you are a fan of cruises, cruisecompete.com. This is probably the best site for booking one and getting a deal. Personally, I've never actually been on a cruise, but that's where I'd go uh, if, I, if I was going to book one. Same here. Also, never been on a yeah, cruise. Yeah, yeah. And I don't really have a desire, although maybe, I don't yeah. know, someday I, I, I will. I'm not opposed to it. It's just I don't want to do that right now. It yeah. feels kind of old school. And guess what? So do these websites. <laughs> but, but that doesn't mean that you can't get some great savings uh, from cruisecompete.com. There's this other site as well, cruisecritic.com. That's another great site if you're trying to get just you know educated, if you're trying to learn all about taking a cruise. Also, timing plays a, a big role here. The best time to, to get a cruise is typically the period between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, And you might even want to consult a travel agent uh, if it's your first time booking a cruise just so that you can make sure that you're able to get the experience that you're looking for. It all depends on how much time you're willing to invest in this little vacation of yours. Yeah, you could educate yourself to the max and then book book your own cruise and save some money. But um, there's a lot to learn and you could make a big mistake and you could be stuck on a ship that you aren't really excited to be on for a week or 10 days or something like that. Um, and, and that would be a travesty. So yeah, booking, uh, using a travel agent might make the most sense, especially for newbie cruisers. Uh, Matt, sure. so that's probably the tact I would take when going on my first one, <laughs> just so I didn't screw it up and end up hating my life for a week. 
So let's continue talking about travel agents for for, for just a little bit longer, right? Um, it, it feels like travel agents feel like this thing that old school people used to do. And now we just book our own travel directly. It's simpler, it's easier, and we have all the control. But I think it can be worth hiring someone to help you plan and book a trip, especially like let's say you're going in a larger group or you're taking a lengthy trip that includes a lot right. of like planes, trains, and automobiles. Like you're hopping all over the place. You're hitting a bunch of different <laughs> all destinations. All the different types of transportation. Maybe like a biplane and like, <laughs> Uh, you, I don't know. You're gonna parasail somewhere too. Um, tugboat, <laughs> tugboat. <laughs> travel agents uh, got your back on that. So yeah, uh, it's it's important to ask if you're going to use a travel agent how they get paid, and if they say that you don't have to pay them a dime, well then it means that they're making commissions from the vendors that they work with. So the hotel that you're staying at might get uh, they might get a, a nice kickback from that hotel, and so yeah, their decisions for you might be based on what's in their best interest. You just want to make sure you know that ahead of time, but. If you are in that position and you think a travel agent might make the most sense for you, travelsense.org is a site that's worth checking out if you feel like you need that expert advice to kind of help you with planning your trip. Because I love planning trips, Matt, but it can be a little daunting. It can be a little overwhelming. I think I saw a stat like the average person spends something like 30 hours uh, planning a trip and they go to something like 38 different websites. So it is intense to plan a big trip um, and it takes a lot of time. But honestly, for me, I feel like that's a big part of the fun. Like, oh, I don't yeah. want to miss out on that. Dude, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like a different a site like that, like they'll say that they can save you some money as well. But let's be honest. I think the biggest advantage is the fact that it's convenient. Like, yeah. you don't have to spend a ton of time on it. And there's uh, nothing wrong with paying for convenience sometimes. Oh, sure. If, if you know what you're getting into. If you know what you're getting into. And, of course, if you have the money to spend. But, like, yeah. And like you said, too, if a large, if you're looking at traveling with a larger group or if you're looking at, a, like, a non-English speaking country uh, or just somewhere that's really off the beaten path. I think a site like travelsense.org would definitely come in handy. And also, let's talk about vacation packages. You know, like uh, all-inclusive kind of deal. Like you buy this package and it includes travel, includes your lodging, uh, different little perks uh, that they throw in as well. That's like my my little sister's favorite way to travel. $500 value built in, (laughs) right? Well, these could be a good deal. Uh, Often... Uh, you are going to save the most by booking everything directly yourself. But like we said, that can also be the most labor-intensive way to book travel. And so these packages might be, honestly, just sort of like a stopgap. It's like halfway between doing everything yourself uh, and then going with a full-on agent. That is also going to cost a lot more. Uh, but Costco Travel, uh, have you ever done any packages through Costco Travel? I've been checking them out recently. No, I've now t- that I'm a, <laughs> a Costco member, I'm like, oh, what, what all do they have to offer? Which I am so proud of you for that. Yeah, uh, no, I've definitely perused them before, but I've never actually pounced on one of those you know, Costco Travel trips. Yeah. But They're th- well-reviewed, yeah. uh, and they've got a lot of amazing di- different packages if you're interested in booking a trip without making you know <laughs> all that trip planning like your part-time job. And so if you're a Costco member, it might be worth checking to see what they offer before you start to piecemeal your own trip together because in the end wow if they have something that's pretty much exactly like what you would have planned for yourself well why not go with that package and there truly might be some serious discounts built into that package because they're taking advantage of scale and their ability to offer that at a discount to their members no doubt there's a few more tips we got to get to matt let's talk about travel insurance you know depending on what's going on in your life travel insurance is a purchase that could end up saving you a lot of money in the end if you aren't able to take the trip that you booked. So we would uh, suggest to make sure to shop for that travel insurance at a third-party site. Oftentimes, Matt, people get their travel insurance when they're booking their airfare. They're buying a product that's sold by the airline. And we would say, 
no, no, don't do that. Go get your own policy, right? Uh, instead. And so, yeah, sites like Squaremouth and Insure My Trip are great for getting your own policy. Look at the fine print and make sure that your policy, the policy you're buying, will cover any possible reason that you are likely to cancel. The worst place to be stuck in is, is when you can't go on a trip but your policy doesn't cover the specific reason that you're canceling. So you wanna make sure that you're not cheaping out, that you're buying the insurance that's gonna cover every possible reason for cancellation if you need it. Yeah, read that fine print uh, regarding pandemic-related cancellations, right? Because yeah. a lot of folks found themselves in this position uh, spring of last year. Uh, also, another quick tip, use the right credit card because uh, booking a, a big trip can be the perfect time to add a new card uh, into your life, into your financial life. You can take advantage of a sweet sign-up bonus because maybe you're about to drop a decent chunk uh, of money uh, on that trip, right? That being said, of course, you want to make sure that you have the cash on hand to pay that balance off in full when the bill does come due. But that new car, that can allow uh, you to travel for free, uh, or at least for much cheaper. Uh, it can also offer other travel benefits that you, you may not have considered, like uh, rental car insurance. A lot of them have zero foreign transaction fees. Regardless, you want to make sure that you're not using a card that's going to charge you every time you swipe when you're traveling. Some cards have that free lounge access if you're into that kind of thing. TSA pre-check status uh, is included sometimes for free. A lot of different things like that. And so definitely put your trip expenses on a credit card for those perks. But again, only if you have the cash to pay off that balance in full. Yeah. Another tip, Matt, I want to mention, and I think you briefly hinted at it earlier, was is to tell people just to go on a longer trip. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about your, your your two weeks yeah. <laughs> back to back at the beach and how you're able to complete, yeah, unplug in a better way than if it was just a shorter trip. Right? Exactly. And so I think, you know, for that reason, a longer trip is really helpful. But for for another reason is that longer travel actually helps save you money, right? We, we, we talked about this actually with Nomadic Matt not too, too long ago, but yeah, th this doesn't work for everyone's schedule and not everyone even wants to travel like this. But when one round trip plane ticket allows you to explore an entire country or even a region by spending three weeks or a month or, or even longer, well, it lowers the cost per day dramatically. Um, instead of staying in hotels, you could stay in a cheap Airbnb or you can stay in a variety of different low cost places. And yeah, basically the, the discounts on long-term lodging can be substantial. So yeah, we would say booking for a month instead of a week going on a longer trip can have just all these money saving effects. Um, and it can actually help you unplug in a better way. So don't be afraid to travel longer than just a week long vacation, which I feel like is kind of the norm in the States. Um, yeah. and, and you know, I don't know, take a page out of the book of the Aussies or the Germans and, and, <laughs> and go on like a little bit longer of a trip. Yeah. And again, I mean, transportation costs are often the most expensive part of traveling, right? And so if you're constantly just hopping from one city to the next, uh, if you're in Europe, if you're taking a plane every couple of days to get to a new city or, or even taking a train, like all that adds up. And so if you can, what Nomadic Matt said was basically travel slower, right? And so if you can stay in a city uh, for longer, take your time, don't spend all of your money on transportation, but instead get to know a place, uh, hang out a little bit. Hopefully you'll not only save money, but find that you are able to enjoy yourself a lot more as well. And so we feel that this litany of travel tips is going to help you the next time that you attempt to, to book your next getaway. And it's worth mentioning that being company loyal, like that's going to cost you money, right? If you only fly one specific airline or if you're only willing to stay at a particular hotel chain, it's going to be a whole lot harder to save money on your trip 
the overarching maxim that we're going to basically keep repeating here is flexibility. This is another area where flexibility is going to be crucial in order to save money when you're taking a trip. Uh, not only does that apply to where you go, when you go, but also just the different companies that you do business with. Yeah, man. I, I remember a coworker and a friend coming to me one time asking me how to save money on a trip. And he was very staunch in the companies that he wanted to do business with and the dates he wanted to go. And I was like, I'm sorry, man. If you <laughs> if you can't be a little more flexible on some of these things, like not a lot we can do for you. I showed him, hey, this other airline has a much lower fare on these dates that are close to when you're going. Like, would you be willing to do this? And he's like, nah. And I'm like, okay, well, the, the, the price is the price then if, if you're not willing to be flexible in that way. So you're right. Flexibility is key. It's really, um, when it comes down to it, the, the number one word we would say is the crux of saving money on travel. It all comes down to being flexible. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, uh, let's get back to the beer that we had on this episode, Matt. This one was called Vacay Daydream. And since you know we're talking about taking a vacation, I feel yeah. like yeah, this was the perfect beer to have on this episode. This one is by Pipeworks Brewing Company. What was your take on this beer? Yeah, on the front, I'll just mention the label here real quick. It's got a, like, they include uh, a unicorn, like, in a lot of their branding. Like, a lot of their different beers, there's, like, a unicorn in it somehow. And there's a, yeah, this unicorn sitting there in, like, a tropical uh, island shirt, just sitting there watching TV. Uh, <laughs> but watching an island on TV. He's like, he wants to go <laughs> on a trip. But they're trying to infuse some of those vibes into this beer as well. Uh, and they also loaded it up with just all the different tropical kinds of flavors. What's the, uh, there's that Avery beer with the, um, like the tiki, tiki guy. Or the oh, tiki yeah. Had it uh, it kind of reminds me of that. What it, what it, that's like mango and passion fruit, I think, in that one. But that, is that a Belgian? Uh, I think that's like a Belgian wit yeah. or something like that. This kind of has like Belgian wit flavors uh, to a certain extent. It's, it's, it's a little herbally and kind of once you infuse some of those tropical flavors like that. This is probably the least tasting hazy IPA I think I've ever had. But that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I'm gonna say oh, you didn't like uh, it. <laughs> it, was, it was a little, it was a little weird. Um, like maybe too many vacation vibes <laughs> thrust into this beer. Um, I, I do like the pineapple vibe that mm-hmm. I, that was going on, but I feel like it was a bit maybe too much lacto and coconut that just kind of like muddled up some of the flavors mm. for me. Um, I'll say it's it's decent, but not you know not not one of the top beers we've ever had on the show. Well, especially by Pipeworks too, because they make some really yeah. really good stuff. And yeah, I guess my expectations were high too. Because for them, I would have expected something a bit more, but just across the board. I thought it was pretty solid. And it includes Sabro hops as well. Uh, And that naturally has a coconut-like flavor profile going on. So I don't know if they added coconut on top of the Sabro hops because you can get a a dry hopped IPA or or whatever, just a, a double hazy with Sabro hops with no fruit added and it'll taste coconutty. Oh, and so okay. if they added coconut on top of those hops, I think that could have lent to the heavy handedness of those tropical flavors. Gotcha, but, gotcha. But yeah, they're not all uh, the perfect beer. They're not all Grand Slams, are they? No, no, no. We, we drink a lot of good ones and sometimes even one that's good lets me down a little bit, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. I still love Pipeworks and love a lot of the beers they put out, but um, that's going to do it for this episode. Yeah, you can find our show notes up on our website at howtomoney.com. Again, we mentioned obviously a ton of resources yes. and websites in this episode. They will all be up there and linked for you. So you can kind of like, yeah, go through those resources as you're planning your next trip. And hopefully you're able to save a ton of money when doing it. Yeah. You can bookmark it, which nobody ever does. anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And if uh, you've been listening for a while, we would love it if you were to let others know how much you enjoy the show head over to apple Podcasts where you can leave us a solid review over there help us to get the word out as we're on a mission to help others to hang on to more of their money uh, especially when they're looking to travel so joel that's going to be it for this episode buddy until next time best friends out best friends out
Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. 